Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the podcast Zan Dubin Scott. Um, Zan is the owner of ZDS Communications and co founder of National Drive Electric Week. Thank you for being on the podcast, Zan. Delighted to be here, Stuart. You are, uh, I, I mean, National Drive Electric Week, so I, I feel like I'm not worthy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me you know, neither. <laughs> Uh, well, no, I mean, it's just what a, what an impact that has made just in and of itself. So uh, kind of uh, I bow to you with that. Um, well, and, and I just have to say, you know, it just reflects the desire and passion for electric vehicles because it's right. the effort of a, well, a huge number of people. I mean, I can go into, you know, detail here, but from, we started out with 29 cities out of the chute, you know, all volunteer effort, you know, people wanting to do this. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's like, you know, I, I would argue one of the biggest things that has really uh, spurred EV adoption. There's nothing quite like what they say, butts in the seats, you know, either having someone take a drive with you or, you know, letting them drive your car. And you have that time where they can experience it firsthand and they can ask questions. And there are things I think that kind of come to you that... Um, you know, wouldn't necessarily come to you when you're just, you know, sitting or standing there and talking. Uh, you're actually in the vehicle, so it, it kind of brings up all these different points. I think, you know, to start out, I, I wanted to find out, because uh, you have a, a long, wonderful history with EVs and environmental, you know, work. Um, how did that all start out? What was kind of the seed of all of that? And I guess also your first EV and, and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, thanks. You know, like many of us, I, I stand on the shoulders of some wonderful people who've been in this way longer than I have. Um, and relatively speaking, I'm later to the game. Um, and uh, we got into it, I got into it in 2002. Um, my former husband is Paul Scott. We remain good friends. But what happened there, he may have told you the story as well. But he, uh, we got married, and it was four months later, he came down with a very bad case of bladder cancer. Um, and had a moment, you know, of really face-to-face -face with his mortality. And as a lifelong environmentalist himself, I had not been at that point. I had other pursuits, but environment wasn't really one of them. Um, you know, he said, I don't want to postpone my dreams anymore. And his big dream was solar on the roof of the house I still sit in. Um, and so in searching around to do that, he fell into this group of early adopters. Again, this was 2002. Um, and, you know, CARB had uh, forced the car companies to make some of these things. And so um, we got a RAV4. EV. Right. Um, Tess drove it because of friends. It was like a mini National Drive Electric Week. You know, a friend gave us it. And for me personally, um, you know, because everyone's aware of trying to do the right thing, I had never experienced something that I felt would make such a large contribution. I could feel it tingle from my head to my toes that I was driving, you know, this 
killing machine, really, that didn't have a tailpipe, and and I was immediately sold. And and right. so at that time, you know, they were uh, turning around and crushing the cars, and the the group of folks that Paul and I had started to meet online, we all formed then, you know, a group to try to to try to stop the crushing. Yeah, and um, I mean, what was the community like? You know, uh, was it a you know a few folks kind of real tight knit? I mean, I I just think about. I mean, I've been in the EV community for, I think, eight years, something like that now. Um, And, you know, started the, when I, pretty much when I got my car, I started the EV group here in in Kentucky, Evolve KY. And, you know, even just from eight years ago to today, a huge difference. You know, what was that, you know, very early time like? And, and, you know, uh, what was the kind of interpersonal stuff happening? That's a great question because I think we had such a fascinating group, that early group, you know, that turned into Plug in America. And I would say there are about a dozen of us in Southern California and about a dozen in Northern California. And we were this wonderful mix, I think, of talents. Uh, We had engineers who loved it for those reasons, although I think everyone loved EVs for the environment, but some incredibly talented engineers. We had some Uh, really wonderful um, members, people who had been very active with ACT UP AID. Uh, What is it? AIDS? I'm sorry. It's the ACT UP. It was just called ACT UP. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, and so they had hardcore street skills, right? Um, Right. And and then we just had people who, all of us knew, you know, you say, what were we like? I think all of us knew instantly that this had to happen. Like I said, right. no tailpipes. Um, so there was that definitely unified us. And of course, you know, we were um, heavily involved with wars overseas at the time and, and a lot of importing oil, which has changed. So, you know, we were all sold, um, you know, and then I personally brought the communications uh, piece to it. So it was this really wonderful unification of people who could get stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and so how has marketing, you know, kind of getting into marketing, how has it changed from those early days? And I think it's really kind of more about not necessarily selling the EV, but selling the idea of the EV, you know? And so what is, how has that changed from maybe the early days um, to today, which is very different, I, I would assume. Yeah, how has that changed through the years? Yeah. Um, well, I can tell you, you know, initially our message, at first we were called don'tcrush.com because that was kind of our sole focus uh, from literally being on the streets, you know, protesting. So, you know, it was a very sort of don't message, right? right. <laughs> don't do right. something. And and then, um, you know, once they stopped that and the car companies began to turn around, we wanted to be more proactive, right? So the message, the name of our the nonprofit became Plug In America, of course, which is proactive and um, was much more, again, about um, getting those butts and seats and, and extolling, a, you know, and one sort of thing very interesting to me and you know, I feel like I, I came up with none of these messages myself. It was people wiser than, than me on the board and at Plug in America. Um, you know, we early on, we store, sort of started to lessen sort of the environmental message and just start to say these cars are better, you know, and they're fun. Right. And I don't mean that to sound manipulative, you know, but because that was what we really, really believed. Um 
you know, and then if you, you come up to today, of course, uh, one thing I, I wanted to share just this afternoon, um, I can't give too many details, but I, I, I have a client who has an EV related business and we wrote a press release and the White House is interested. Okay. And, you know, yeah. so, so it, that may not happen. These things, you know, fall through, but, but they're very interested for, for really good reasons. But that right there shows you the difference, you know, and of course we're looking yeah. at the, you know, the build back, be build back better bill at the moment and all of this stuff, which I, you know, uh, includes a lot of support for this stuff. But for me personally, and what I've seen in the environmental communications realm lately is, you know, I'm going to say bless Al Gore, right? Because he was the one with the inconvenient truth that really brought the the dire direness of the situation to, uh, to global attention. Um, but the thinking is, as far as I read it, is that, you know, gloom and doom is not working anymore. And data, you know, don't give me gloom, doom and data. So I've changed my approach with environmental clients and, and with electric cars, um, you know, to something. In fact, what we just did, Paul and I started a new Facebook page and hopefully a website as well. It's called the EV Shopping Guide. And the reason I'm bringing it up is not just self-promotion, but that there's very, very little talk of climate there. There's there's no finger wagging and there's no moralizing. Uh, there is information and fun, you know? Um, right. You yeah, know, yeah. Right? And so it's a complete reversal sort of. Now, you know, when I was just talking to Buzz Smith, who you may know is one of the, you know, best EV sales people we have. He's he's a consultant now, but, you know, he said recently that 50% is of his clients when he was actually on the sales room floor would go running the other way if he talked about climate change. So, it, you know, which, which tells you two things. One thing is don't bring it up. And the other thing is though, that's 50, you know, the other 50%. So what I'm, what I'm saying is we don't want to leave out, you know, the finger wagging and, and, the, and the panic talk because we are, in, we are in a crisis. But at least for this purpose, we're, I'm really trying something different. And that is just amoralistic information and fun. <laughs> well, and I, yeah, and I think like, you know, again, going back to the group that I started eight years ago, um, I think that initial group really had a large kind of environmental, you know, leaning. Um, and now, um, you know, it, it's, it's some of that, but it's definitely not all of that. And I mean, if, if you go around here in Kentucky, um, you'll see your fair share of Teslas with friend of friends of coal license plates. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's uh, it's not, it's not uncommon. And, uh, I mean, and if you think about it, they are getting, you know, at least a percentage of their, uh, maybe a high percentage of, of their fuel from coal. And again, we, I think we all know that, you know, even powered by coal, it's 50% cleaner. You know, it's one of the things that I have on, <laughs> on tape loop in my head for people that, you know, uh, need to know that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, and, and I have this discussion with other members of our group that, um, is there a bad reason for, you know, kind of coming over to driving electric and the answer is no, you know, there isn't. I mean, personally, I, I absolutely love like that original Nissan Leaf. I don't know if it was the original one, but the one with the polar bear. Um, I mean, that's the car that I have is the blue ocean blue Nissan Leaf. Um, you know, it kind of, it, it gets to the heart of it 
in the environmental, you know, fold. But um, yeah, to, to reach the masses, you need a lot more than that. And that's something that I think our group has been struggling with. And I also kind of wonder from a marketing perspective, one thing that we kind of opened up to as a group, you know, we, we do these ride and drives and everything, but it ended up you know, I think the knee-jerk reaction was, okay, we'll go to these kind of tabling events and these events where we can, you know, show them and give them material and talk to people and do the ride and drive. But they were kind of on the same wavelength as us, you know. Uh, we would go to these kind of hip flea markets. And, and I think in the beginning that was important. But we're getting to a point now where we just recently started going to, like, car shows, regular yes. car shows, yes. and antique car shows. And you'll get, you know, I don't know what the percentage is, but you'll get some people that'll be like, wow, that's, you know, the Mustang Mach-E, that, that's pretty cool. And, and they want to know, and they're curious, but you'll also get people that are very closed to it, you know, and think that it shouldn't even be there. So, um, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder what is the key that unlocks, you know, the folks that are so dead set against this? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with that question all the time. And I'm also obsessed with, uh, the question on, or, you know, how to get the numbers, right? Cause we can have an incredible Facebook page. We can have great events. You know, we all know how to put on great events, but if nobody comes, I heard Rachel Conrad, say this message recently, I, or it wasn't her, it was somebody else wonderful, you know, you can have a great message, but if no one hears it, and if not enough people hear it, you know, so right. the, those are my obsessions, and I'm doing some work in a disadvantaged community here in Southern California, and they are, um, frankly, they have this fabulous car club, and they are big, old, highly polluting cars, and, you know, we're trying to introduce EVs there. And I know that although we haven't engaged with them yet, really, that if we're, if it's going to happen, it's going to have to happen through that car club. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I just feel like a, you have to meet people where they are. And I mean, they're, they're super passionate about their cars. Uh, in fact, they do the low rider, you know, adaptation of it. Yeah. And I, well, you can do that with an EV, you know, so let, let's just, you know, but I feel there's there's got to be some magic there. And, and of course, you know, in a way, us early members like of Plug in America are sort of kicking back and putting our feet up now because the car companies are now spending millions on primetime advertising. So, you know, it's, right. it's, it's an odd position to be. It's a great but It can't happen fast enough, though. That's the deal. <laughs> you know, it has to happen. Well, yeah. And that brings up, you know, car advertising. Um, I mean, it really used to be just like the Super Bowl. You know, you'd see like um, Katie Couric, you know, in a you know BMW i3 TV commercial, you know, but a big expensive TV commercial with talent. Um, Super Bowl. But then you wouldn't, at least in our market, you know, you wouldn't see those um commercials run on a regular basis and they ended up being not like the typical if there is a typical you know car commercial um and they they really weren't 
you know, they were kind of doing things because I think they felt like they had to, to kind of remain relevant, you know. Um, but kind of a nice uh, thing, you know, the, the whole, you know, we just celebrated New Year's and, I, you know, watching it, uh, you know, streaming it. The ball drop, right, where in New York City there was Kia, you know, and it wasn't just Kia. It was Kia and their latest EV. Yeah. And, you know, that was like the ball drop for me. <laughs> I was like, Happy New Year. Um, yeah. You know, that that really says something. You know, I, I kind of feel like it, it's very easy to be jaded because there's been so many promises and we are we are aiming to do this. That that word, you know, words can be wonderful, but they also, they're super powerful. You know, I think that's one thing us people and, you know, writers and marketing people love words, but they could also, you know, the one word <laughs> can say it all, you know, like we're aiming for this. Well, are they really aiming for this, you know? But now it's great that we're seeing them putting money in and I'm hoping that they're putting money in advertising. I know Electrify America just uh, they, they're doing these online. Uh, I think a friend of me, friend of mine sent me something that it was also a print ad in the New York Times. Uh, it's called Normal Now, which is kind of interesting and kind of going to humor, you know, to, to bring the point home, which I think is wonderful. And so it would be like normal now, and they would kind of do this retro thing about email or retro thing about online dating. And then the message is, well, those things really seemed strange back then, mm. you know, mm -hmm. but they're normal now. And the message being that, you know, EVs might have some things that you're not quite familiar with, but they're going to be normal very soon. You know, they're going to be in the majority very soon, which is a great message. I guess the pessimist in me thinks, well, are, are they doing enough and putting enough money into getting these great spots out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Well, of course, I see a lot of them here in Southern California, and I saw one, I don't remember the car company, but they didn't even mention the words electric vehicle. They did not, mar they were not marketing it as an electric vehicle. Um, they showed it plugging in, but so talk right. about normal now, you know, and, and, the, and I, you know, the real place to look for evidence of whether or not they mean it is in the battery factories, you know, and, right. and that kind of thing. And, um, so I'm going to say, oh yeah, just yesterday was it uh, GM and w announced that Walmart had purchased, I think it's something like 4,000 delivery vans. So yeah, it's, it's coming. It's, definitely it's coming, coming. Yeah. you know you know what i've really been yeah the way that i see that i i felt that the i think it was the either the super bowl or the oscars both of which ran ev commercials that was a huge turning point for me because again that was normal now it had hit the mainstream um and then things have just picked up again but it's also been fun to juxtapose as you said the the old ev commercials with the ev1 it was in black and white and and it looked more like you know a funeral scene than yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then i think the super bowl was was it you know will ferrell and aquafina and, and yeah and yeah. comedy like you know it was just yeah it was mind-blowing yeah we went from like the apocalypse <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Which yes. you know, I, 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 you know that that room must have been something when they were deciding on on commercials. Uh, it was an ap- apocalyptic uh, view of the world. Here's your electric car. Um, yes. You know, because they didn't want to sell them at that point. To yeah, fun, and everybody was talking about Will Ferrell. I mean, that was a home run. You know, so the the move and Tom, is Tom from Tom Brady. Tom Brady advertising Hertz. And I have to say, I I hand it to Hertz because they have a a website, which I love and I I use a lot because it's fundamental, very basic for people who've never, don't even really know that EVs are on the road. And that's where we need to go, you know, because that's a problem for us old timers. You know, we get way too close to it and make way too many assumptions. And, you know, I don't want the, you know, the 2% or the 1%. I don't want the early adopters. I want not the 98% of people out there. It's a huge market for us. Well, that goes back to like National Drive Electric Week and, you know, what you all have done as far as, getting folks to experience these EVs. I mean, 100,000 rental, you know, Teslas are going to be out there with new drivers. And I mean, that's, you know, National Drive Electric Week on steroids. I mean, that is a beautiful thing. You know, these people are going to, I'm I'm hoping that they get a kind of deluxe, you know, introduction, you know, to these vehicles and and know how to use them. Not that difficult, but, you know, Tesla has some tech, you know, involved in it. But these people that are going to be interested in, in driving these Teslas are going to be interested in possibly purchasing a Tesla, which is wonderful, or or any any EV out there, you know, because yeah. they'll see all the features and benefits firsthand. So, well, and and the whole idea of you know we're talking about television marketing and you know ads and stuff. What's fascinating to me is Tesla spends nothing <laughs> on ads, and and you know they are everywhere you turn, you see yeah. Tesla. Yeah. And no, I mean, he, he was, I'm an Elon supporter and he has been a genius on many levels and so bold, you know, he, he's, I'm not gonna spend money on this stuff. I'm gonna let the car speak for itself. And that's what has happened, word of mouth. And it's worked. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, at one point he had what I thought was clever. He had like a contest of people creating their own uh, EV commercials, and some of them actually were really, really good. Um, and I think they picked a winner and all that kind of stuff. But he relies on you know YouTubers uh, like my friend Andy Sly is here in Kentucky. I had him on the podcast, and um, I mean, he just through referrals, you know, when it's created he has two two tesla roadsters coming to him uh because he uh, is either the i think he's the top referrer of tesla Uh, yeah so um you know he's a young guy and he's enthusiastic about this stuff um and very knowledgeable it's great you know um so it's sort of like you know all these people out there um, whether they're writing stories or I hate to say they're working for Tesla because, I, you know, uh, you know, a lot of them are, are not, you know, going to be biased. But but they're putting the, the Tesla name out there and they're informing people, which is just a wonderful thing. So, yeah. Um, let's see. COVID. <laughs> oh, <boy>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Obviously, COVID has changed things for everybody in every way. You know, 
as our group and other groups that are doing this kind of thing and individuals, you know, they're, they're not necessarily doing the ride and drives or not necessarily doing the meetups, or if they're doing them, they're doing them in different types of ways to hopefully stay safe. You know, it brings everything to online uh, or a lot of it to online. Can you, and, and if you can, how do you approach that kind of impact online? You know, Boy, uh, you know, I mean, the last two Drive Electric weeks myself, I've done virtual events and, right. you know, so no, you're, you're right. I mean, you can't um, approximate, you, you know, uh, copy the, the experience of driving the car yourself, you know. So, I mean, there's just sort of no positive spin I could put on it other than the fact that our events will stay online in perpetuity, you know, and, and I, I've used videos I made for Drive Electric Week elsewhere, uh, the, you know, the virtual stuff, you know, and it's just so unpredictable. I mean, it's thrown everything sort of, you know, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer to that, <laughs> uh, except that I hope, you know, maybe Omicron will be our friend and uh, create a more of a herd immunity and uh, we can get back to normal. I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, how do you drive people? You know, like you said, you have this new Facebook, you know, initiative. Um, how do you drive people to that? Um, when you start out, you know, you're, it's a brand new thing, kind of starting from scratch. How do you kind of mine for folks with that kind of thing? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, you I, we took out ads, Facebook ads, and uh, okay. little by little, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, something I've, I've tried from the very beginning 20 years ago is to try to get celebrities involved because right. that, that's what the game is about, you know, the numbers. And... Um, uh, that's I, that's the one area that I've never had any success in. So, uh, boy, what you know? Again, that's that's just a challenge. And you, but you just have to keep doing it. You know, get getting notification today that the White House is interested in a client. You know, just reinforces that idea that no matter how long it takes or how tired you get, you know, you just got to keep believing and. That's the thing about the EV community, though. You know, it keeps me on fire. People are on fire. Um, and if anyone listens to this knows any great Facebook uh, secrets, please call me up. You know? <laughs> well, there's so many different things, too, now. I mean, there's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter yeah, and, yeah. you know, LinkedIn. And, um, I mean, how far do you take it out? I mean, you know, there... You know, people are having, you know, there's, you don't hear much about Snapchat anymore. At least I don't. Uh, and, and there's this TikTok. And, TikTok. Yeah. You know, people, yeah. I know, like, you know, young kids that have made a lot of money, yeah. you know, with businesses through TikTok. So I don't want to necessarily dismiss anything, you know. No, I, but, yeah. but, but, you know, it's interesting because there is kind of this demographic and I see it with my podcast. I see it with the EV groups, um, a lot of them, um, you know, to kind of try to bring in younger folks to try to bring in, um, you know, it, it tends to be heavily men, uh, which is weird, you know, um, although there are a lot of women buying, you know, EVs now, which is wonderful. No, you're right. I mean, I probably sound every bit my age by focusing so much on, on Facebook, but, um, yeah, T TikTok is, I've had this dream cause I, my earlier life was as a dancer, you know, so I, I want to become a TikTok 
dancing Evie promoter star. Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Recently, I that. recently I read um, this great piece about, you know, this super famous with huge followings, like nonagenarian women, like 90-year-old gals who are dispensing advice and things. And my stepmom is 94, and I was, I was about to turn her into a TikTok star, let me tell you, <laughs> for the cause, right. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And, and uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, sometimes you just never know what's going to kind of take off and, and what isn't, you know. But then there's also impacts. I mean, you know, uh, you, you really can go in and do something and think, oh, you know, we didn't get a lot of hits or we didn't get a lot of people at an event, but there was one or two that were really impactful, you know. So I, I think you kind of can't discount that as well. That's so. true. And, and, you know, just the idea of patience. As I said, Drive Electric Week started out in 29 cities. And pre-COVID, we were in every U.S. Uh, state and seven other countries, you know, and, and that's over about a 10-year span. So, yeah, you've got to just keep doing what you know is right. What do you think, uh, like, the future holds for EV marketing? Um, I mean, from, you know, the... The car companies, um, you know, from groups like Plug in America, you know, um, you know, Electrify America, um, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, they say you're successful if you sort of um, remove your need for being, right? Like, I would hate to see yeah. Plug in America go away. I don't work for them, by the way. But, you know, if things become so mainstream and we are definitely going in that direction, there won't be a need for groups like right. that. I mean, but but I think we definitely have a, a good five years at least where consumer education and encouragement and word of mouth is all going to be very very important. And I, I you know I, I think I've said this more probably many more times than once, um, but here in Kentucky. Um, we have a, you know, more of a Herculean task ahead of us. Um, and I think, you know, uh, when you're out in California or some, uh, you know, out that way or the other coast, you, you might make the assumption that, that it's game over, but it's, it's not. And um, we definitely have folks that are, you know, not necessarily going to embrace this or, you know, come around to this way of thinking easily. No, and there are going to be people that are fighting it, you know, actively fighting it, in, including the fossil fuel industry, um, yeah. you know. And um, one thing that's helped me a lot is is to go after the low-hanging fruit, as we call it. And that's a term that Paul uses a lot because uh, the thing is that there are plenty of people who are open to it, you know. And right. why waste your energy convincing people you're never going to convince, you know, uh, versus those who just don't know but are open to it. That's where we have to put our yeah. energy. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, most recently, I, I think uh, you, you saw I emailed. Um, there was, and it's it's weird. You know, we're in this day and age of like memes. You know, yeah. and uh, I, I find it interesting advertising in general. Like, I love going back to like magazines from like the. <laughs> 70s and stuff and you you read it's like every ad is like a novel you know yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just so many so many words and they tell you about everything and and more than you really want or need to know and um 
it was just really word heavy. And now with the fast pace that we live in, um, it's really come down to memes, you know, and yeah. short. And and um, what I found was fascinating, you know, we just recently, um, you know, uh, Virginia got all this snow, you know, and uh, the gridlock on the highway, cars can't move, you know, and like, I think it was the next day, a newspaper opinion piece about, you know, EVs and how, oh, you know, they're not there yet. You know, it's, it's, it's not really what you want to be doing. And it's so clever, you know, the way they do it. Um, cause they kind of go and they tug at you and they say, oh, you know, they're, they're, oh, it's fear. It's pure fear mongering. Yeah. Right. And, and right. I don't, you know, that guy wasn't probably working for shell oil or anything like that, but that's purely what it was, you know, dressed in nice, fancy Washington post clothing, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I, I think it's great to talk about these things, but I, and I know it's an opinion piece, you know, and I think in the, in the title, it said something like imagine again, words, you know, um, <laughs> but it, it was amazing to me, even as an opinion piece to, to, you know, be in a publication like that, you would think that they would talk to somebody. I can't imagine the p person writing the piece drives an EV. So right. uh, that they would talk to somebody that has firsthand experience and at least hear them out, you know, and then I guess decide whether they want to incorporate that into their piece. But uh, obviously that didn't seem to happen, you know. Well, what it what it begs for on the Washington Post part is to write, you know, an, an, uh, an opposing right. opinion. And, and I'm right. sure they do. I'm, I don't subscribe, but I'm sure they run a range of of opinions and you know back in the day 20 years ago we used to have like an instant response team uh, where every time we saw something negative in the media or untruthful we would try to counter it you know and and that's kind of like why I started this Facebook page because that just gets exhausting and you know nobody has the personnel to keep going after that you know we do write op-eds we do pitch op-eds but you know the, a source of, of you know where you can just keep putting out information and correct information uh, is really critical because it's hard to, to, to jump after all of those things. Well and that's one of the kind of challenges of going further afield too with social media, you know, past your kind of circle, you know, I kind of always think in kind of concentric circles, you know, past those inner circles is that when you go past those inner circles, you're going to get people that because they're quote, kind of quote, unquote, anonymous or they're online, they feel like they don't even have to be polite, you know, mm, yeah. um, that really bothers me so much that, you know, you go through um, these different Facebook groups people are just not being civil to each other, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It, it's just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm hoping that we go past all of that kind of stuff and uh, get the message out in, in a fun way, you know, in a, in, a, in a good way to kind of move things forward. And in, in a real way, you know, we're, EVs aren't, perf you know, perfect for every situation yet, no. you know, and, and, and I don't think we should be saying anything that's untrue or exaggerated, you know, and there are problems right. and the infrastructure is not there yet. Forget about snow, just generally speaking, you know, so right. uh, transparency and truth. Truth is really important still. That has not gone out of style, as we all know. No. <laughs>
No, that's right. And there are definitely places here in Kentucky that are, you know, east and, and western Kentucky, really. And, and the state in, in general lacks uh, enough DC fast charging. Tesla's been great. Tesla has come here and uh, the first supercharger in Louisville was in Louisville and it was... Um, pretty much in the beginning of when when we started the group it was after we started the group uh but then they just really continued and um they've been wonderful they they really have taken the lead um and they they really seem to have a vision um and i i think that we we need that for all evs we need that for all cars here and all communities because we don't want anybody being left behind you know when this moves forward well, so that's it yeah yeah um, this has been great. Uh, do you have anything else that, uh, kind of before we wrap up that you wanted to add or? Um, well, one thing, you know, just again to National Drive Electric Week, it is absolutely, um, a huge group effort. Um, and Jeff Yuren is the official co-founder. He and I were chatting together, uh, and that's how we came up with the idea. And then we took it to Plug in America and, uh, you know, the implementation is everything. Um, and uh, so so that's about it, I guess. We all just have to keep believing and keep doing yeah. what we can. Um, yeah. And holding. Yeah, it's putting in. it's putting the energy into it. You know, I think with marketing, it's it's all about plugging away. Um, this has been wonderful. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, absolutely thrilled to talk with you today. And I really appreciate the time. So uh, thank you for being on. Same to you. Thanks so much, Stuart. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.